solid to the grave. Never change me and my son of rain. It can swap when we hang. I'm solid. Could touch the blue part of the flame. The blue part of the flame. And nothing. I just want to roll with those in the bottom. Welcome to Sportsfire. The only sports comedy podcast that Googled Oral Roberts before the tournament, so we already knew all the weird stuff. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, deep inside Jim Beheim's nose, suffocating under the way-too-big American flag at every opening day baseball game, and deflecting attention away from the fact that Alex Cora has his job back. Lots of b-ball, that's baseball, and b-ball, that's b-ball this week, so let's take a quick trip through the headlines. Happy MLB opening day! The Dodgers are the early favorites to repeat, while the Mets are the early favorites to repeat their mistakes. Yankees fans are the favorites to repee after being told by a cop to stop peeing on that statue. The Cardinals are the early favorites for least fun pride night. Reports emerged that Mets owner Steve Cohen and Francisco Lindor had dinner Saturday night to talk out a possible extension. Cohen ordered the ravioli, while Lindor enjoyed the gold leaf steak wrapped in the original Magna Carta. Cohen's final offer was for $325 million, while Lindor reportedly countered with $385 million. Too rich for my blood, said Cohen, as the 29 other MLB owners jabbed a gun into his back. Worst take of the week goes to ex-Daily News writer Gary Myers, who compared Lindor's deal to the time Mickey Mantle signed for $100,000 in 1963. Yeah, Gary and your wife was a baby back then, so I guess by your logic, you're a sex criminal? Major League Baseball is now facing pressure to remove the All-Star game from Atlanta after Georgia passed a draconian voting rights law. Unfortunately, they're thinking of moving the game to a North Carolina bathroom. The Brooklyn Nets have signed LaMarcus Aldridge to the veterans' minimum, but Aldridge assured them he'd take less. Not saying the Nets are ring chasers, but they just signed Suns GM James Jones and Elgin Baylor. The final four is set, Gonzaga versus UCLA and Baylor versus Houston. Unfortunately, my office bracket was so terrible that the government formally banned me from spending money. Harsh, but de Blasio gets what de Blasio wants. My percentile was so low, my fifth grade math teacher mailed me a single candy corn pumpkin to cheer me up. Is that relatable? Anyone else's math teacher do that when they cried in fifth grade? Moving on. Gonzaga has blitzed through the competition so far in March Madness, reaching the Final Four by defeating Creighton and USC, really? But the competition really gets interesting this weekend when they'll face Adam Morrison 5-on-1, come on! He's an alum, he'll throw that game! Alabama got kicked right in the sixth this past weekend, getting upset by 11-seeded UCLA. Man, our guys are really locked in, said Bill Walton while watching Hour 12 of a Franklin's Tower Jam. It's just not the same since Jerry died. I'm referring to basketball and Jerry Sloan. The container ship Ever Given finally worked its way out of the Suez Canal this week. Reports claim the boat dislodged itself and rushed to the TV after overhearing Scoop, there it is. Universal approval rating on that thing. Then the boat lodged itself immediately back in there when it heard, You've got the brawn, I got the brains, let's make lots of money. Why did I tell that joke? Not sports. You know what else wasn't sports? Oregon State Houston. Hey, will, will you guys let me do a Ryan Rosillo real quick? Okay, here goes. Hey, is that, uh, is that boat called Ever Given or Evergreen? I haven't been this confused about a green since Gerald blew out the candle in that dunk contest. It's like if Dennis Miller could deadlift. 
Justin Field showed off a ridiculous 4-4-4 in the 40-yard dash at Ohio State's Pro Day this week. Even more impressive, Trey Lance ran a watch the throne. Mac Jones ran a reasonable doubt. And the Utah Jazz team plane made an emergency landing this week after crashing into a flock of birds in the absolute worst version of that new March Madness Capital One commercial. More like birds brained, said Jim Nance to absolute silence. Coming up, a message from MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred and a sit-down with Loyola Chicago's sister Jean. But first, we caught up with Tigers manager and former cheat Astro skipper A.J. Hinch about letting bygones be bygones. The 2021 Major League Baseball season is finally upon us, but that doesn't mean the storylines of 2020 have been forgotten. The Houston Astros cheating scandal rocked the baseball world last winter before the sports shutdown, and now two of the principal members of that team have been welcomed back into the coaching ranks in Red Sox manager Alex Cora and Tiger skipper A.J. Hinch. Mr. Hinch was kind enough to join me to talk about what the past year has been like. Sir, I really appreciate it. How are you? I'm, I'm good, Adam. I'm really good. Ready for a big year in Big D. I'm happy to hear that, sir, but... You know as well as I do that baseball fans aren't exactly ready to move on. Now, how are you dealing with being back in the game so soon after your scandal? Adam, I get it. I understand that fans feel a certain way, but I'm, I'm ready to move past all that with the trash cans and the cameras and the beeping home plate. Beeping home plate? Oh, uh, was, this, was that not part of the report? No. Oh, well, then uh, that never happened. I made it up. But the rest of the stuff, of course, you know we did. You mentioned a beeping home plate. I, I, I can't just let that go. What does that mean? When would it beep? Look, Adam, the past is the past. And I know fans don't want to hear this, but our players were affected too. Jose Altuve says he still feels phantom body buzzes sometimes because of the trauma. Wait, the, the report said those buzzers weren't real. What? The report, it specifically said you guys didn't do buzzers, but you did the other methods? It, it said that? The final report that y you guys all saw? Yes. Oh. Well then Jose Altuve probably had PTSD from something else. Really? Or he doesn't have PTSD at all. I misspoke. I, I was thinking of um, the, the plot of Forrest Gump. Oh. Look, with all due respect, can we get back to talking about the future instead of the past? It's, it's like I told that Sports Illustrated reporter, I have no idea how the Yankees got poisoned, but that was not the same kind of poison we bought. Okay, first off, how is this like that? And second off, why did you say that to anyone? Did I do it again? Gah! Rats. <sighs> Come on, AJ. Keep your composure. Keep your composure. <clears throat> we had a cheating satellite. Damn it! You you did it again? Mr. Hinch, how deep does this thing go? How many different ways were you cheating? Just the stuff you already know. I, I tell you, I really don't care for this gotcha journalism. Next thing I know, you're going to make me talk about the bullpen lasers. 
I mean, I promise you I wouldn't have if you hadn't just said that. You know what? Did you just break your computer monitor? You know, that doesn't affect the recording, right? Damn. Well, who's going to pay for this monitor then? You? Look, what's your deal, man? You're really making a mountain out of a bowl of pills. Molehill? What did I say? Bowl of pills? See, that makes no sense. I, <laughs> I would not have said that because bowl of pills is not a thing and we hid our extra cameras in a molehill. So you just confessed another thing? <sighs> Crud. Okay, AJ, just do what the cops said. If your hands are covered in glue, they can't do the lie detector. We're in different states. Don't put glue on your hands. Too late. Bet you feel pretty silly now, huh? Doing an interview with some guy who's got glue on his hands? Not really. Adam, look, I owe an apology to you, okay? Wow. Um, explicit remorse. That's, uh, that's great. No, I'm, I'm from Waverly, Iowa, and I'm offering you an Iowan apology, which is basically just denial. Oh. Look, you're a hater, and I get it, but I've moved on. I'm the Tigers manager now, and we're doing things by the book. So, no more cheating? No. We're cheating, but we're doing it next to a book. Oh. Like, right by a book. Yeah, no, I get it. The book is there, and we're devising schemes. Yes, you've said that 100 times. Look, why do I have to keep answering all of this stuff, but you guys always give Bill Belichick a free pass? He, he and I even used the same grease guy. Grease guy? Yeah. Grease for the balls, grease for the bases. Basically, anywhere you can put grease, I greased it. Once again, none of that was in the report. You sure we read the same report? I mean, I'm not sure, but also you did the stuff, so clearly you remember more of it. That's horse piss. Excuse me? No, sorry. I'm looking at a, a bucket of horse piss that we use to attract bees to the visitor's dugout during games. Does that work? No. Okay, newsflash? By this time next year, everyone will have forgotten about buzzers, and the baseballs without seams, and the helicopter patterns, and the dugout sharks, and I'll just keep on shining. Because you're going to rise back to the top? No, I'm going to keep on shining the secret laser pointer at batter's eyes. AJ Hinch, everybody. I'm going to go eat a bowl of pills. The Hinch who stole Christmas, everybody. Hey, whether you love him or hate him, you got to admit, the guy is scum. And now a special opening day message from Rob Manfred and Major League Baseball. Wake up, fans! The 2021 baseball season is finally here, and we're so happy to be welcoming so many of you back into the ballpark this year. But the game you loved might look a little different when you return, thanks to a few big rule changes implemented this offseason to help speed things up and make MLB action more entertaining for people who don't like baseball at all. Got it? Good. Backed by unpopular demand, the extra innings rules from the 2020 season are staying. Each extra inning will start with an automatic runner on second base, making scoring easier for everyone, thereby keeping games pretty much the same length. All doubleheaders will also be seven innings, and our brand new triple headers 
will feature three mini-games of 10 minutes in length in which each team will have to knock stacked up milk bottles off a shelf. Now that's baseball. This is how we take the game you love into the next generation. Don't believe us? Take it from Vin Scully. I can't keep up, nor do I care to. A legend of the game. But that's not all. Introducing No Walls. In order to make home runs more spectacular, we've removed the outfield walls from every MLB stadium, and we trust that fans will simply pile up out there while keeping their distance from our various outfielders. In a rule change that's sure to jog your memory, every stadium will also have a designated tree. If you hit the tall oak in deep right center field, that's an automatic home run. But don't wake up Mrs. Catalano. That's of course the loud Italian housewife who lives next door. She's always cooking, and we got one for every ballpark. See a base runner slip and fall in goo? Uh-oh, you found the juice base, the base that's filled with juice. At all times, one of the four bases is always the juice base. You can tell because it's positively throbbing with juice. Hey, here's the number one thing we hear from focus groups of mostly tweens. Why can't baseball just be more exciting, like basketball? Hey, we hear ya. Instead of the fourth inning, we're just doing basketball. As soon as the final out of the third is recorded, we put three minutes on the clock, wheel out some hoops, and let our stars have a free-for-all. No fouls, but one hoop is the juice hoop. But that's not all. Keep your eyes peeled for such amazing rules as the seventh inning stretch jersey swap, naked Saturdays, the automatic out whistle, the third base coach has a knife now, gravy time, Warthog Cage, and every team moves to Oakland. And at the end of every game, as you're leaving, you get the opportunity to purchase a picture of you sitting in your seat on a mouse pad or in a paper frame like at the end of a roller coaster. For an additional $10, we'll crudely Photoshop you into a roller coaster. So get ready for baseball on opening day 2021, featuring all your favorite young stars. But more importantly, free base runners, no walls, milk bottle and shelf stuff, the home run tree, an Italian lady, juicy goo, and sweet roller coaster photography. Baseball, ever heard of it? Oh, also all the pitchers are hurt and everyone's mad at us. Thanks, Commissioner Manfred. See, fans, isn't it crystal clear now? And hey, if that all fails, baseball can launch its own Top Shot, where people pay $10,000 for a short video of Mitch Moreland coughing and adjusting his junk. And now, Sportfire's exclusive sit-down with America's Sweetheart, the 101-year-old leader of the Loyola Chicago basketball team, Sister Jean. Though they didn't win it all or make a repeat Final Four trip, the story of March Madness was yet again the Loyola Chicago Ramblers, led by their 101-year-old chaplain, Sister Jean. And we are so proud to have her on the podcast today to reflect on another amazing run. Sister Jean, thank you so much for being here. How are you feeling about this weekend's tough loss? Oh, the boys did their best. Sometimes you just get beaten. I'm still so proud of them. 
Well, that's very gracious. That seven foot f- the beaver is really f- all over us, though, huh? I'm sorry, what? Gosh, I'm so happy to be out of the media spotlight. Now I can finally be myself. Or as my mother used to say, f*** him up if you f***ing got him, you and then f*** the world's biggest toadstool. Wow, that is a profane saying, and I guess it runs in the family? Oh, my mother used to say that every hour on the hour. Gotta say, this is not the Sister Jean I expected to be talking to today. Let me guess. You watched all the media coverage, and that's all you know about me. I couldn't pop out a belch without some jag-off PA adjusting my mic. Hey, CBS, here's a hint. I don't need a camera crew watching me take a sh**. Spoiler alert, not that interesting. Sort of worrisome. Well, I'm really sorry you feel that way, 101-year-old Sister Jean. It's like I told my players in our pregame prayer before the Sweet 16. Hustle hard, guard the three, and f*** the f*** out of the f***. One-way mirror smeared with lip gloss. Good lord, is that an old-timey... Reference to coitus? No, dear boy. It's a phrase I recently invented, meaning coitus. Oh, and by the way, you see that horse hockey Oregon State pulled... No, I'm not sure what you're talking about. They found some hundred-year-old alum and slathered him all over the broadcast. That's my corner. Who the f*** needs a magic old man? My magic is my femininity and the fact that I can crack a can of soda pop open with my eye socket. A, a can, not a bottle? Anyway, yeah, no, I did see that, and honestly, I thought it was kind of unfair. If I wanted to see a 100-year-old man on my TV, I'd just tape a picture of Cameron Crookwig to the screen. Did you just roast your own guy? Whatever. Screw the Oregon State Beavers. I'm done with them. The only beaver I care about is... Whoa, whoa, whoa. C- come on, Sister Jean. What? I was gonna say, leave it to beaver. Oh. Second place, my... Come on. Look, I can say whatever I want. I'm Sister F and Jean, all right? Why did you censor yourself there? Ah, you're right. Hey, is this blasphemy? Eh, So Selma Hayek and Dogma, but they haven't dragged Kevin Smith to hell yet. Great point, 101-year-old religious icon, Sister Jean. Hey, can we wrap this up? I just texted Porter Moser, you up? And he should be here in 10. You're sleeping with your team's head coach? Uh, Aren't you celibate? Relax. I just need him to come over and fix my hot water heater. Ah. And then I'll fall asleep thinking of the fit in those dungarees. Vile. Sweet 16? More like elite sex dream. I just puked sushi. Hey, it's like my mother always said. Corn cakes. Chastity icon, Sister Jean, everybody. Hey, you got anywhere I can stub this stogie out, by the way? You're in your own home. Sister Jean, everybody. Yeah, glad you hit me with the old material of Sister Jean Raw and Sister Jean Delirious. And now, my final flame. Looks like, despite my birthday wish, it's baseball season again. And I didn't even tell anybody, though extremely unfair. So, what to watch for this year? Oh, let me guess. Strikeouts? Whiffs? 
long pauses in the action. My cousin Rocco Baldelli and my ex-wife canoodling in the dugout like a couple of punks who know they're up to no good. Please, been there, seen it. If you ask me, this season will be like any other. Unfettered promise in April, and then by July, you're holding on to a loose tree branch, sipping from a bag of hooch, wondering why you lent your car to a sweaty pedestrian in a hurry. Spare me the enthusiasm, or the false hope. But by the All-Star break, your best player will be injured, your manager will be red in the face, and your ex-wife will have sent a strange fan letter to the Minnesota Twins manager. And the game's no great shakes either. Everybody can hit the ball 500 feet or throw the ball 100 feet. So what? You think I'm one of those guys who yearns for old school baseball? You're wrong there too. The only sacrifice bunt I want to see is a soldier shielding his heart from a bullet with a thick cake at the last possible second. Crisis averted. So this year, let's all agree on a few ground rules. Don't tell me the score of a baseball game until it's over. Don't interview a baseball unless it has something to say. Don't tell me you're driving me to a baseball game before blindfolding me and taking me to a meat refinery. Don't invite Minnesota Twins manager Rocco Baldelli to my nephew's christening without asking. And don't steal my idea for a Bunt Cake War movie. Baseball Santa, that's my only wish this year. My thanks to Audrey Sanfield, Will Rooley, and Commissioner Rob Manfred. See you all next Thursday.